This is a podcast by The Straits Times and Money FM 89.3. On Money FM 89.3, China Perspective with Don Tan, China Bureau Chief with The Straits Times. Let's uh, put the spotlight on China. The G7 summit wrapped up over the weekend. China was uh, one of the discussion points. In fact, in a statement released on Sunday night, leaders of uh, the G7 called for a fresh investigation into the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic and criticized China's human rights record. Uh, so has China reacted to them so far uh, after being uh, somewhat a focus of uh, the G7 summit? Have they or will they hit back? We'll find out in just a bit. Uh, plus, new Chinese law against foreign sanctions is now in place, and this comes a week after U.S. President Joe Biden expanded a blacklist of Chinese companies in which Americans are not allowed to invest in. What do we know so far about this new anti-sanction laws, or could this possibly be a dilemma for foreign businesses that are operating there? Uh, and lastly, China is taking another step in its space exploration front with the uh, Chinese spacecraft Shenzhou-12 expected to blast off in the next few days. Should be quite interesting. What will the launch of this spacecraft mean, though, for China? And, you know, how close does it put it to its aims of uh, becoming a major space-faring power by the year 2030? Let's find out more from Tan Donwei, China Bureau Chief at The Straits Times. Good morning. Dawn. So leaders of the G7 industrialized countries wrapped up their weekend meeting in Cornwall. China was firmly in its sights. The statement that was released uh, saw leaders call for a fresh investigation into the origins of the COVID-19 pandemic, even criticizing China's human rights record. Uh, what do we know so far in terms of China's reaction to these focal discussion points? And uh, have they hit back or was it surprising that China was a hot topic for this summit? Hi, good morning. Well, China has, of course, come to its own defense and has essentially repeated what it has been saying for some time now about how small groups don't rule the world anymore and that all countries, big or small, strong or weak, rich or poor, should be equals and world affairs should be done through inclusive consultation and dialogue. The seven richest countries in the world met and put their weight behind the U.S.-backed infrastructure program Build Back Better World that is being seen as a rival to China's Belt and Road Initiative. They also discussed COVID-19 collaboration. But because these are the world's leading Western democracies, with the exception of Japan, the discussion also centered on the alleged human rights abuses in Xinjiang. That China was a main feature in the talks shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody, given each of these seven countries are acutely feeling the threat of China's rise in development, are coping with its own economic recovery after the COVID pandemic, and are also increasingly being split by ideological differences. This podcast is available on our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Like us and rate us. And now, back to our podcast episode. All right. There's also this new Chinese law against foreign sanctions. It's designed to boost Beijing's power against international pressure. And that was rushed into force uh, at the end of last week. What do we know so far about these uh, so-called China's anti-sanction laws? I mean, was it a reaction against that expanded blacklist of Chinese companies that uh, U.S. President Joe Biden announced? And what's the likelihood of this sparking some kind of a dilemma, you know, for for companies that are already uh, operating their businesses in China? I mean, do they have to take sides now? What are your thoughts on this? 
The law would essentially allow China to hit back at any individual or his or her family or any organization related to imposing sanctions against China, and it is clearly aimed at countering the various sanctions that other countries have also imposed on China over trade, technology, Xinjiang and Hong Kong, for instance. This puts, for example, companies in a spot because if they comply with, say, U.S. law and sanction China, then they may face trouble for their own business operations within China, or individuals and their families could be denied visas to China, or their properties here could also be seized. The problem is this legislation is very broadly written, so it's not entirely clear how businesses should maneuver or protect themselves, and this uncertainty is obviously unnerving them. But to be fair, China has been quite restrained in retaliating against the slew of sanctions the U.S. has placed on it, despite threatening to do so until now. It's not specifically in response to the Biden administration's moves to prevent American investment in 59 Chinese companies that are said to have links to the Chinese military, as this legislation has been in the works for some time now. I'm on the line right now with Dan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief at the Straits Times. Don, I got a final question for you, um, and this is an interesting one. It's about the Chinese spacecraft Shenzhou 12, uh, which means divine vessel, and that's set to take off from the Gobi Desert on a long march rocket in the coming days. So, what will happen is we'll have three men being ferried to an orbiting space module for a three month stay. And this is the first time China has sent humans into space for nearly five years. Okay, so this space mission, and, and I love, I love these sort of missions. Like, what does it mean for China, though? You know, and I know they have an aim of becoming a major spacefaring power by the year twenty thirty. So, how close does it take China to to achieving this goal? China's been making great leaps in space in recent years, and this particular mission by Shenzhou twelve will be the third in a series of eleven missions. That will help it establish its first space station by 2022, and it is coming at a significant time as the country celebrates the 100th anniversary of the founding of the Chinese Communist Party next month. It has already set a few ambitious targets for itself when it comes to space exploration. It successfully put a rover on Mars in May, and that was after it landed its first spacecraft on the Moon. So its rate of success has been pretty good. Besides the space station, it also wants to get its astronauts onto the Moon by around 2030, and its space program has become a great PR tool for the country. Not to mention a source of great national pride and legitimacy for the Communist Party. But there have also been some concerns about the effects of this space race. Some analysts have pointed out that without proper international coordination, and with the rush to launch missions, there could be accidents, and these could potentially impact those of us back on Earth, such as debris hitting populated areas. Definitely something to think about there. Tan Don Wei, China Bureau Chief at the Straits Times. The Asian Insider Podcast Channel is also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Like us and rate us.